Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at SliceOnBroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Hey guys, it's time to get geeky, have some fun, talk about some tech. It's the awesome cast live here from Pittsburgh, PA in the Mayhem Studios. I'm Mike Sork at Sorgatron on the Twitter. With me, back in the studio, enjoying that slice pizza. John Chichella at Chillon's Twitter. How you doing, sir? Pretty good, and that pizza is good. It's good stuff. I've, I've ordered it many, many more times in the last couple weeks. <laughs> because you haven't been over here for a while. Well, that and when, when I try to give Carlos some away time when... when with the baby mm-hmm. so like i'm like no you go out with your friends i'll stay home with the baby i've ordered i've ordered medium pizzas which their medium is a large pizza yeah and uh this hoag i one, one night i ordered a medium slaughterhouse this chicken pesto um hoagie which their hoagies aren't small either. no 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 and then then and then another spicy chicken ranchero or something like that oh Holy crap but tasty what, delicious. between you and the baby right yeah wow and considering he huh. can only drink milk right now yeah i had i had i ate slice for days and it was awesome oh, it was wow. everything that you can imagine it to be that's that's awesome also with us joining us again is your uncle crappy mike pound he's a blogger he's a journalist local journalist Area journalist. Area, area journalist, <laughs> area man, Mike Pound. Area man does journalism. <laughs> we'll get to that sooner or later. We'll get to it. But he's doing cool things. Yes, we will. It's cool things. Yes, we will. So I got to join us live so you can figure out what's going on there. <laughs> uh, good to see you on here again. I, I appreciate you having me back. I have no awesome piece in front of me, although this beer that Carlos White brought me from from the South is spectacular. Oh, so I'm, I'm here, here we can do. This is from uh, Good People Brewing in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm. It is delicious. Mm. So yeah. thank you, Carla. I, I I heard too late that she was back in town. So uh, she was here for like five minutes. Um, oh, literally got here yesterday afternoon. Um, met some folks at Piper's last night, mm-hmm. and uh, and split this morning to to go up to to wow. see her folks in Erie. So uh, very very quick trip. But wow. um, she brought me some beer from down there. I sent her home with a couple cases of Oberon, which is a thing for her. And, and I think we both made out pretty well. Awesome. Well, of course, this is the awesome cast uh, where we talk about uh, awesome things, tech, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we record here live Tuesdays, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time at live.sorgatronmedia.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, at AwesomeCast. We're on Facebook as AwesomeCast and Google Plus as well. Uh, we put up stories and other stuff throughout the week so you can keep up with what's going on with us and some of those discussions. Uh, you can also drop us a line to AwesomeCast at SorgatronMedia.com. And you can check us out in audio and video forums on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, and Spreaker. Um, and, uh, of course, we do have a Patreon now if you love the show. Um, if you think it, it adds value, some of the discussions we're having on there, if you can give a little bit on there, we're going to be uh, uh, getting some perks. And hopefully, if uh, the Patreon goes well, adding another interview show to the mix like we've done with the wrestling show. And that's actually been uh, getting some really good feedback, what we did over there. I'd love to do it with the technology uh, side of things as well. So go check that out at patreon.com slash awesomecast to find out what's going on with that. Um, and so let's get started with your awesome things of the week. Chilla, let's start with you. What do you got? I was going to start. I was going to say, let's start with you. I'm no, so excited. No, no, I'm I, so I, excited. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing off the anticipation <laughs> of what, what, what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> so so in a, in a strange turn of events, and I didn't see this all day, and I've been hearing about this for going on, I think, two years now. Oh, wow. Um. There's there's going to be a big partnership in in the mobile enterprise. IBM and Apple are partnering up. IBM or I, yeah, IBM is going to be able to sell iPads and iPhones okay. to the enterprise with enhanced Apple Care for enterprise. One of the Apple Care is not an easy thing to manage in the enterprise. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> in fact, usually it's easier to actually just pay to replace the device if someone drops it. Then try to figure out Apple Care and this device is on this plan, etc. 
So, so that's that's one of the big things. The other thing they're talking about is IBM, who has recently made a lot of acquisitions in the, in enterprise mobility, not just creating their own products. They, I think it was an Israeli company that creates uh, a development kit that allows you to write write once and deploy to many. So you write software. Um, especially, it works especially well if you're doing like an HTML5 app. Um, it's called IBM Worklight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the company, asked, like I said, I think they were out of Israel. Um, but it, it's a really ni- it's a really nice platform if if you're trying to deploy to write an application, then deploy it to iOS, Android, Windows Phone, BlackBerry 10, and they kind of hit the gamut. Um, then they also recently, towards the end of last year, um, and I, and they just finalized their acquisition of Fiberlink. Who makes Maz 360, which is a device management, application management, content management platform for the enterprise, where it actually leans itself more towards the the bring your own device into the enterprise. They actually support anything from um, Mac OS, iPhone, Android, Windows Phone, Windows 8, um, a whole slew of applications on that side. So IBM started this whole thing um, towards the I don't know if it, I don't remember if it was towards the end of last year or the beginning of this year. They came out with this huge push for mobile first, mm-hmm. um, and you, it, I'm sure a lot of people heard mobile first this week, especially coming out of Microsoft's partner conference. Um, IBM was saying, you know, we're we're going to build first for mobile, and then we'll port that to everything else. Um, obviously, Apple's a huge fan of that with the iPhone and iPad. Um, with with the channel partnering for the device sales, and the background that IBM has with dealing with the enterprise, I, I deal with Apple at an enterprise level. It's, it's extremely confusing, complicated, and convoluted. Mm-hmm. They do not do a good job dealing with the enterprise. For example, um, if you have a partnership with a carrier like Verizon, AT and T, etc., and you buy Apple products from them. You have an Apple employee sales rep and sales team that deals with you through the carrier. So, for instance, I have a sales rep and engineer from Verizon that's mm-hmm. an Apple sales rep and engineer. I have a sales rep and engineer from Apple, AT&T. And I have a sales rep and engineer from Apple. <laughs> and they all are supposed to be doing the same thing. Wow. <laughs> so... I'm hoping this will help clear up some of that because I think you're going to see a lot of the enterprise customers probably go that IBM. What I originally heard two years ago when I first started hearing about this this partnership was IBM was going to handle and teach Apple everything it knew about the enterprise, which hopefully this will work out. Um, <clears throat> they touched on it lately at, at WWDC um, about creating more enterprise capabilities um ibm's claiming they're going to start creating software um for ios and the enterprise and it sounds like uh apple's going to be dedicating some potential software on the ibm side um i'm i'm really looking forward to it ibm has some good technologies much like google um in the space of being able to read and rewrite uh office microsoft office documents um, they have a platform called Symphony, free and open source. Nice. Um, obviously, you get, you know, everyone talks about, you, you, if you have crazy complex Excel formulas and stuff like that, no. But the simple simple spreadsheets, even com- I've even seen complex Word documents like mail with mail merge and crazy stuff like that work out well. Um, PowerPoint, of course. So I'm hoping they bring some of that technology over because I've seen where... Apple doesn't do well in that territory on their own. Um, Android does well since they bought they bought an office suite um, that specialized in opening uh, Microsoft Office documents, so they've gotten a lot better with it. Um, so I, I think this is going to be this is going to be a big deal <clears throat> for both companies. It's gonna it's gonna bring make IBM even more relevant to the, to the enterprise and it's going to help bridge the gap when it comes to Apple. Nice. Nice. They're filling, they're filling the gaps. That's nice. Um, good. Good. 
Uh, Uncle Crappy, what do you got? Hello. I am... It's something that I've I've been following for a long time is how the uh, FCC is is, uh, dealing with or or, or not dealing with, depending on the point of view, uh, the the idea of net neutrality. Um, There have been a a number of... uh, There have been some court decisions that have affected this recently. um, And the the last uh, major kind of step in this process was the FCC uh, proposing tentative new rules um, and opening up a comment period where uh, folks like us can can let them know what we want to see. Um, obviously, <laughs> I'm coming at this from the point of view uh, that uh, net neutrality uh, is is uh, something worth uh, upholding. Uh, some of the proposals for um, uh, for internet fast lanes would I, I would be uh, disastrous. May it may not be uh, too strong a word. Um, what we found out today was uh, today was to be the last day of the comment period uh, where we were allowed to, to tell the FCC what we think about uh, how it should proceed. Um, they have received so many comments um, that A, it has sort of overwhelmed uh, their commenting system and, and it's because we're talking about a government enterprise and we always, and we re- remember um, uh, the Obamacare site from last fall. Perhaps that's not a surprise. Um, <laughs> but, but it also says it also says that they're taking this seriously. and, and uh, uh, the, the volume of comments that they are receiving on this issue, I'm looking, this doesn't say the uh, uh, overall, but in the past 30 days, uh, 30 more than 30,000 comments on this question alone uh, nice. to the FCC. So they, they, they're, they're, they're taking this seriously. They, they, they do want uh, input from, uh, from you and me, and um, mm-hmm. they have extended the, the filing deadline for this until uh, I think it's midnight Friday. There are a couple different ways you can you could submit your comments and and, and people you should because this, this is this is a very very big deal. Um, you can go to fcc.gov slash comments. It's uh, right there at the top of the list um, and uh, click on the link and it'll get you to a comment form. They also according to the Verge they also set up uh, for this one alone they set up uh, an email address which will help them kind of process this stuff a little better. Uh, that is open internet. That's all one word at fcc.gov. Um, once again, uh, you have until midnight Friday uh, to, to get these comments in. There will be a reply period, and then some point, uh, probably later this year, uh, we will find out uh, what exactly the FCC comes up with and uh, take that take that next step. But um, definitely awesome that they extended the comment period for this. If mm-hmm. you haven't done so, folks, make sure you get your comments awesome. in this week. Definitely. Hey, uh, can you do me a favor? Can you put those two uh, uh, addresses you just said? I didn't catch them in time. Uh, can you put those in the notes so we have them to tweet out later? I can. I can. And also, this is the same. I, I, can, I can grab it in the if, 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 if you, you can, can too. To. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, this is the same period that the, the John Oliver kind of sicked the trolls on, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Because <laughs> that was that was pretty tremendous that this HBO show got <laughs> such a response. For those who don't remember, there was a great video. You can find uh, John Oliver, uh, FCC, or Net Neutrality uh, should bring it up in YouTube. I think they put the most of it out as, as a YouTube clip. Um, but he basically called on all the shows of the Internet. This is what you've been waiting for. Something that actually means something. Go <laughs> comment on the FCC. He explained what net, net neutrality was. He likened uh, the the what the 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 FCC commissioner, I believe, yes, to yes. a to a uh, dingo that eats babies, to which he responded at press conference about. Yes, directly. Yes. Um. The- uh, there, there, there's been a lot of fun stuff like that, uh, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of uh, attention paid to this. But, but the, the important thing is to remember that this, this really, this really, really is important. Um, it, it will have a direct bearing on on how you know we work with our internet service providers. It exactly. will have a direct bearing on on how uh, businesses how businesses interact with those internet service providers, and, and how much all this stuff costs. Yes. Um, yes. What the government can do to regulate it. Um, so it's there's a lot of fun stuff out there in in, in connection with us, but but it's it, this is a big deal. This is a serious thing. And basically, I mean, this is ideas like um, if you want to have Netflix fast access, there's a tier. What was one yep. one suggestion? Or maybe on our side, if I wanted you guys to be able to get the awesome cast at a decent speed, I'd have to pay on my end. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of that stuff. Actually, that side might be a little bit different than that neutrality. Now I'm thinking about, but that's another argument that's going on out there. Um, but um, but yeah, it, it's definitely all the innovation we've seen over the last 15 years of the internet um, would be kind of frozen if uh, if uh, they don't put the right rules out for this. Well, so, what would you guys like to see happen? 
like to see them even. Um, I like to see them even up. And actually, uh, there's a there's a collision, including Google and and some of the other good guys out there, um, saying, you know, given their outline of what they want to see, including pro net neutrality, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, also including let's start treating the wireless and your landline internet the same way because they don't right now. Mm-hmm. They can, I believe, throttle without issue and and traffic shape on wireless where they're not allowed to on landline. Line. Except for Comcast, because Comcast has Comcast agreed on the last merger to keep the rules from a few years ago, regardless of what else comes out. So they have to stick around with that until like twenty seventeen or twenty twenty, I think. That was, that was a voluntary thing. That was a voluntary thing, and it was and it was just it was relatively short term. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you, you I don't remember. It, it might have been twenty seventeen. You look like that. Oh, that's that's your center, and it's really it's really not. It's um, <laughs> it, it, it's right there, and, and so much stuff could change. I would, I, John. My my big thing um, actually deals more with uh, the, the regulatory uh, side of this. Um, and this is mentioned in the in the Verge article about the, uh, extending the comment period. Um, years ago, the FCC failed to classify uh, the internet and, and, and this kind of communication as, as a utility, um, which limits, this is what the most recent court case was about. Um, because they did not do that, because they did not treat uh, the uh, internet service providers as a utility, I like a, a telephone company. Um, it limits what they can do, what the FCC can do to regulate the business. Um, and and the, the most recent court case uh, had to do with uh, federal court saying no, because because this is not classified as a utility, um, you have overstepped your bounds in the rules that that, that they had most recently proposed. Um, th- that part of this is not. That, that is not part of, of the, the set of rules that we're commenting on, um, but ultimately, I would like to see the FCC be able to regulate um, internet service providers the way it does uh, many most of the other very important uh, communications utilities. Because arguably, I mean, this is this is the most important communication utility we have right now. Um, if, if anyone thinks that this is not as important as landline telephones at this point, or mm-hmm. it, if you don't think that's going to change in the next five years, you're, you're out of your mind. Um, uh, this is as important or more important right now. And with with the ability to to, to regulate, um, uh, with the ability to regulate internet service providers the way they do telephone companies, um, they're, they're, they're still going to be subject to, to political pressure. They're still going to be subject to lobbying. Uh, this is still a, a, a you know a, a governmental body with political appointees, um, but they will be in a much better position to assure that uh, the internet services that that you get, that I get, that we all get are are neutral across the board, um, and that we don't have to deal with uh, some of the shenanigans that are that are being discussed right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Let's give them the right tools to begin with, right? Yes. Yes. So, definitely very important. Go check that. I encourage everybody. To uh, get that, I'm encouraging the tonight's uh, chat room troll Chachi to uh, use his efforts for good on Twitter and get over there himself. So, um, awesome. So, I guess we'll go a little more light than this. Um, <laughs> uh, let's play a game, guys. Um, and now more of us can because it's on iOS. Uh, but Ingress has finally come to iOS. It's a great game. I know Chachi's been addicted to it for to it for a bit. If you haven't heard of it, and I know we've talked about it when it first came out here, I've had it on the tablet. Just feel weird going around my neighborhood uh, with, with a 7-inch tablet, uh, at least with this neighborhood. Um, but here, I'll load it up here for you guys on video. Uh, basically, this was from, I believe the team's from Google Earth. And I forgot the other one, uh, um, a mashup between them. And if this actually loads... Uh, what it does is it brings up a, a map of your area or wherever you go, and there's these portals, and you join one team or another. It's not loading. It's not loading. Oh, oh no! It was uh, loading before. It was loading before. I got this weird thing where where programs just don't load sometimes. <clears throat> we'll try it again. Um, and then it kills my airplay on the video. That's that's fun too. So see it. Oh, there we got something going on now. So uh, you get in here and it'll show uh, uh, your area and there's these portals. There's a light and dark side you can join. Um, 
and uh, you go around and you you capture these portals. It it's uh, I guess this is labeled augmented reality, right? It is. It is labeled yeah. an augment, augmented reality game. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we really should have Chachi gone to, t- to talk about his experiences with this because I have not gotten into it just yet, um, and let alone it loading on me apparently, so I could show it off a little bit. So I know there's some portals over in my area. Headphones recommended, it says. Um, but I, I know, Chilla, you you kind of played with this. I played bit. with it um, in town. I, in and around town, there's a lot of places you can you can try to take over, and, and it is a fun game, and it can be very time consuming. Um, over on Google Plus, there's like kind of like a, a group on there, and people are ridiculously involved in this game. There's meetups all over the world. <laughs> there's people that they actually have T-shirts with the, like the logo if they're the Resistance or the Enlightened. Um, it people have taken this to to it, it to me to the level of uh, of like a Warcraft. I mean, it, all over again, it, like, and, I, and it keep the the momentum's kept going and continues to increase. And it's going to explode now. It's on iOS right. too. Um, you get an idea. They kind of have a, a good idea of it on this on this uh, trailer. That's on GameTrailers.com. That's cool. <laughs> it's actually on GameTrailers.com. Nice. And this is actually a new trailer that they put out um, because of the iOS uh, launch, of course. Uh, so, yeah, it says I can... Uh, probably because my Wi-Fi is weird down here. It could be. Yeah, it, the, the game is GPS and bandwidth intensive. Really? Probably a little more on the GPS mm-hmm. than the bandwidth. Okay. Um, because it's constantly repulling maps and repulling data, um, mm-hmm. for everything around you and who's around you and yeah, we got it now. Things of that nature. So they had a little like there was a little uh, activity log. It looks like yeah, it looks like uh, uh, somebody in Middleton, Maryland. Like other people, uh, looks like they they're linking uh certain control points and everything. And you go and that there there's my neighborhood. Actually, there's a street view. Looks up uh, looks like of. Where the next portal is, and it's still taking me through a little bit of the GPS, or I'm sorry, the uh, tutorial kind of thing. So I'll pop no, through there. I, I think their tutorial is a little bit long. Mm-hmm. I would urge you to read it because if you don't, the icons, some of the icons won't necessarily make sense. Mm-hmm. So um, we see, and it's usually I notice the portals are usually um, like specific uh, landmarks. Like yes. uh, this is this is someplace uh, the Alpine uh, restaurant or whatnot that's that's a few blocks up from me. Oh, my thing went out again. Let's see if I can pop that back up. Um, and the other one I noticed that that is a um, a portal is actually and I'll, I'll bring it up here now. I popped it back up. Um, you see over here that's actually the uh, the steep, very steep road over there that you can only go one way. Mm-hmm. That was like. On I noticed and I noticed that syncs up with what's going on in uh, Field Trip, Google Field Trip. Okay. So it's taking the I think it's there's there's a similar database going on, and it's taking it, it it's at least looking something Field Trip or it's looking some other landmark database, and that's where it's putting the portals. And and I think after a while you can deploy your own portals. Okay. Yeah. Either if you if you have enough enough people around you, because that's the big thing about these meetups that I've heard is they all go out together because then they can quickly and easily take over places i think they can build new portals i think you do have to put a portal on a landmark of some type mm-hmm. so google maps kind of has to know about it or field trip or whatever they're using as the the, the back end um so like this- i know melon the the melon building downtown 500 grant street uh there's a little uh water fountain on the corner of i think it's grant and sixth um that's a portal um, a lot of tea stations are portals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some uh, sign or the the different landmark markers, like the bronze plaques on the sides of buildings. A lot of those are markers. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's a fun fun thing if you have time or just want to walk around. It's a fun way to explore your neighborhood. Yeah, and to too. see how it put, puts up a nice little picture there. I, yeah, I, yeah. I really until like until it crashes. Yeah. Until it crashes my screen grab thing. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I'm looking forward to it. Now that it's like on the thing that's with me all the time. Uh, I remember one time we were down at uh, Hofbruhaus down in Southside Works. And uh, mm-hmm. 
and he was tinkering around with the game, and we ended up just kind of walk, but we had to wait for a table anyway. So we ended up just kind of wandering around a few blocks out, looking for a portal so he could take it over and whatnot. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. Chachi's uh, saying that you you have to submit the location to the developers; they verify it. He submitted one outside of his building. Hmm. Um, and uh, see what Juggalo John's saying. He says uh, his brother uh, is really into it. He's been hearing about it for a few years now. And uh, yeah, iOS. So now a lot of other people can jump in it too. So I think that's going to explode it a lot again. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm definitely more apt to, to try this game. Actually, I'm going to put it on the front page of my <laughs> of my phone, so it's always uh, staring at me. So I can say, oh, you know, I'm in st- standing in line. It's like it's like oh, I'm standing in line at Chipotle. I wonder if Chipotle is a portal. It's- it might be. So if it's not, it sounds like you can. Submit if it's it. not, I'm going to submit my Chipotle, and I'm going to check in on it when I have Chipotle Mondays, as we do. Um, yeah. So awesome new thing with Ingress. Go check it out now in the App Store, or if you're on Android, go check it out there, of course, as well. It's a awesome new <coughs> Google thing. Uh, yeah, newish. Um, so we'll get to more tech news here in a moment. Again, uh, I'll give a shout out. We mentioned them at the top of the show, Slice on Broadway. They provide the pizza for the show to make sure guys like Chilla keep coming in studio. The show pizza. The show pizza. They come for the show pizza. Last week, Malengo did the show remotely from work because he was stuck there. Still stopped by during the awesome cast. Made my dog go insane so he could get a slice. I heard that. Yes. <laughs> I was listening to that over the weekend. Yes. So that was that was pretty crazy. Um, and, and it works. We get a lot more people down here because they love it. And you're going to love it too. SliceOnBroadway.com if you want to check them out. If you're in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, they're right up the road from the studio here. Right on the track where the train goes by up on Broadway in the Beachview area here in the South Hills of Pittsburgh. And they got a new location coming up. I don't think it's been opened yet, but we're going to have to check it out when it does. Uh, Carnegie, PA, if you're around there as well, just off. If you're uh, heading towards the airport, hey, if you're in town for something, you're heading back out to the airport, stop off Carnegie, check this place out, sliceonbroadway.com, and check them out. Uh, and they go the distance to Liverpool too. They go all the way into Mount Lebanon. That is pretty far I mean, for they they yeah. I mean for I'm Dormont, I'm right on the edge of Dormont. Mm-hmm. I mean they, they they do go the distance with the delivery, so so if you're if you're pretty much anywhere in the South Hills it seems like give them a try. They've won awards for the pizza and uh, I think it's well deserved. So all right, let's get into we have actually an email. An email? We have an email this week. Uh, from wait, I almost call him the name that we call him on the Mayhem show. He's not Bobby Diggity on this one, but AJ uh, actually emailed us. Longtime listeners of the show will note that Nebraska has been has long been used as an example of a state with low broadband numbers and probably can't use Netflix or Hulu. Now I present to you the the Nebraska Broadband Initiative. Sure, the website looks like it was designed in front page, but it does have a mapping system to tell you what's available in your area. Surprisingly, a large number of communities have fiber connectivity available. It's only to each other. To each other. (laughs) It's more of an inch run now. Um, I will call partial shenanigans uh, here as a large portion of the state is covered by mobile broadband, which has severe data caps and thus can't be used the same way as physical connection to your home from an ISP. One of our contributors to the Mayhem Show actually has been on wireless internet for the last couple of years. Mm. So glad he upgraded. Um... And we'll take a look at the website here real quick. And yeah, it looks like it was made in front page. This is a new initiative. Well, you know when you when when all you have is a text editor and a dial up line, push 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 and graphics. <laughs> well, that's true. They got to start with. They got to start somewhere. Sword. What's that? Crappy. Cut in some slack. Cut in some slack. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Uh, but yeah, there there's the Nebraska broadband regions. And uh, so Nebraska, okay, Nebraska's stepping up. Maybe we can cut them a little bit of slack. Mostly, maybe. So mostly, maybe. Thanks, AJ. Thing, was the first one I, I, I looked at this map. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta bring this up here. When you actually look at the at the state coverage map, you have a number of different options. The one there's a thing that I'm I was really impressed with. There's a box you can tick that shows the number of providers across the state. Um, and, and 
And if you look, uh, about uh, two-thirds and maybe three-quarters of the state are covered. Uh, the homes have, uh, addresses have as many as three options uh, for, for Internet service. Really? Um, really, really. And that was, you know, AJ's, you know, AJ's caveat, you certainly note that, and, and uh, some of these aren't going to be what, what we would expect to be reasonable service. But any place you have competition like that, mm-hmm. I mean, in the, in the city of Pittsburgh, not everybody has... Um, has has an option, you know. There, mm-hmm. there are a lot of places where where, where Comcast is is the only choice. Um, you have. Um, and Verizon DSL I, is not an option. I'm sorry. Right. right. Um, but yeah, yeah very yeah. fortunate. I'm in a neighborhood with FiOS, and if I mm-hmm. ever move, that will be something mm-hmm. I look for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if I end up going with Comcast, at least I know they're competing on price. But this is, I mean, uh, you know, uh, two thirds. Let's 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 be conservative and say two thirds of the state. Has at least three ISPs to choose from. Um, a good portion has five or more. Where are you? Um, at? And maybe I just don't know how to surf the old school web. <laughs> where are you seeing? I'm this? having trouble with this because <laughs> I click on the map and then I don't I don't know where we're going from there. I mean, Chrome's having a problem uh, loading frames. Uh, there's a if you got if you have to the map uh, if you have to the, to the page the, with the map uh, the, the, the state identifies plant. Oh, wait a minute. Right, yeah, so plant, I'm on this page. Broadband. Broad, yeah. Uh, go to go to uh, in the top of uh, mapping in the uh, the menu bar in the top right. Oh, there's okay. a mapping button. Okay. And it moves to the lower. It moves to the line under and to the left if you're not careful. Yes, yes, it, it does. <laughs> so I I see a PDF. There's a video. Get the details, and coverage. they have an app. Okay. Oh, and I got a video loading. Or no, there's a map. Oh, is this is the, this is the disclaimer. map we're talking about. There's a oh, wow. Go to the coverage tab. That is the coverage. Is this the coverage it? tab. That's it. The Nebraska Broadband Mapping Project. And what? Do I just click on this and it lets me know? Coverage. Go to the coverage tab on coverage the left. Coverage tab on the left. There's a crappy teaches us uh, old school websiting. Okay. Oh, you kids. Number of uh, providers. Uh, <laughs> coverage number of providers. Uh, take that. Oh, wow. But yeah. now the question is yeah. what. So wait a minute. Number five. Let's do this. Wireline service coverage, cable, DSL, fiber. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. Okay. So. And you can. And you so can wait a minute. To go up. Go up on your map there and uncheck everything. Yeah. Because I have a feeling there's there's what so they're considering I, okay. broadband. Look look at what I'm at wired here, right? And and they're mm-hmm. they're considering uh, their broadband. Do, 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 let's see, the greens is greater than ten megabytes a second, right? How mm-hmm. how much yellow are you seeing there? How much uh, seven sixty eight are you seeing there? You know, green is the green is the maybe I'm okay comfortable uh, watching my Netflix <laughs> and stuff, right? And, and well, uploading Google. This, videos. And this is this is why I said it's, it is definitely worth noting AJ's caveat because that. Um, in, in a lot of these areas, uh, you know, you're, you're not getting coverage that, un- that we even might uncheck that. To be reasonable. Un- watch this. Uncheck that. Okay. Now check in the section below. Check cable and fiber, but don't check DSL. Cable, fire, fiber, no DSL. Holy crap! <laughs> There's nowhere. There's nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, understandably. Okay, if you look at these. If you look at these, and I hope I have this this sorted right, so you guys can see this, I'll, I'll move this up a little bit. Um, so there's the purple points. I mean, it looks like that is every even close to metropolitan area in the state, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of what you expect. I, I I really think if you look at PA, you're not going to see fiber all over the place. You're not going to see, but cable could could possibly be. Oh, and to even figure out where the cable is, I pretty much have to turn it on and off. And watch like where the yellow flashes. Although they have because it's three cities, they have more fiber than they do cable. There's three cities: yes. Omaha, Lincoln, yes. and Grand Island. Uh huh. And there's some neighboring communities around there. Oh, and North Plate. And then the, the red I'm turning on here is the DSL, a little, little broader. But now I will say that, and and it's over short distance, but recently, and I mean recently, like last week, Bell, out was it Bell out. Cattell Labs, Bell Labs, um, they have figured out how to get speeds of a gigabit per second over copper wire. This so you're, are we, are we talking okay. DSL or you're are talking, we talking yeah, DSL you're, replacement? 
it goes over the same lines as okay. DSL. The issue is, it's something like it degrades down to it's noise. a gig right? over, and I didn't read deep into it, but it degrades down to a gig if the repeater isn't every 70 meters. Hmm. So, But you could create, I mean, if you look at all these, obviously, if there's cable and DSL on fiber, you could do a lot of peer-to-peer networking mm-hmm. and probably get mm-hmm. everyone an easy, let's just say 25 meg across the state. But everyone would have to band together and I mean, I don't consider, and I'm sorry, I don't consider mobile wireless, which if you go back to that map, mm-hmm. yes, mobile wireless covers, looks like 90% of the state. It's in the next panel down. Well, let's see, the, the fully unserved, and if you go to you know everything that's just what's unserved, oh, now I have everything on. Now, now it's just a mess. Now it just looks like somebody threw up internet all over. <laughs> All over Nebraska, uh, yeah. So what? You go to what? Like mobile so wireless. Mobile wireless. Look, I mean, yes, the whole state is covered in mobile wireless. Yeah. I don't consider that broadband because you have a data cap, and it's probably going to be mm. extremely small. Well, still, mm. broadband is the speed. That's our qualifier here. They get to say that. Yeah. They get to say that, so we can stop making fun of them on this podcast. <laughs> or at least they'll try. I don't. Know. Is there another state we can? <laughs> How's Alaska? Um, probably that's probably question. not a lot. You should, you should Eskimos a on the internet up there, yeah. you know. So, anyways, yeah. there's some other stuff going on. <laughs> oh boy, uh, let's see. Uh, what what else is going on out there, guys? Uh, you guys got a couple stories. Actually, I don't know where mine went. You put yours all in the upcoming what events in the section. World? I do not know how to do this document anymore. Okay. Okay, Chilla, what do you got here? So I, I have a, I have one thing that I'd like to mention because I thought it was pretty cool. It's, it's a little kind of tip of the week. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a new website app slash whatever you want to call it. A web app, I don't know. Privatize.io, and I have the link there. It actually allows you to privatize <clears throat> web links that you post in your tweets. And the only people that are allowed to re- to retrieve the web link is the people that are mentioned in the tweet itself. So if you want to send out, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out a use case for this, and I'm having a hard time. The concept is cool, but if I'm sending a public tweet with a link in it, why do I care if the only people that can open the link are the ones in the mention? Mm-hmm. Um. So, so you log in at this. If you click learn more, I think there's some more information on there. But maybe. Um, but what? It, but yeah, it, it allows you to un, like kind of anonymize these links, which is cool. But I would more apt to use this in like a DM, mm-hmm. like where if someone else found the DM, the only person that could actually retrieve it was the person I was DMing. Like I said, it's pretty neat. If if you're trying to hide something, and, okay. Now so they do the say what can what can I use this for? Sharing your portfolio or resume. Okay. Okay. Asking sure. for feedback on something you made. Sending your friends tickets to an event or a concert. Uh, showing a buddy photos that you don't want everyone to see. Inviting people anything from a beta release from a beta release to a house party. Uh, mm-hmm. Teasing an upcoming coming party. I mean, is this the thing that I I sent an invite to AJ who's not on Facebook? You know, is yeah. that is that what happens? That could kind of make sense. But I, I DM him, right? Or or is this being able to do that kind of thing without the messy? I have to follow them and make sure DMs are on. Or it's DMs are on, or is, is it? I can just send it without having to worry. <laughs> this is just like I don't want to use the things that people normally use for this function. It, it, it's it, I, I guess it's somebody trying to fill the gap of bringing a commonality. Uh, a, a function to this, like like you know, fi- with, like a Facebook, like an email, mm-hmm. um, and plus, it's not necessarily going directly through Twitter if you don't trust Twitter with your s- private stuff in the direct messages. But then again, why do I trust these guys? Like that—that's what I'm. I'm keep. Well, it sounds like they're to. almost creating like a, a short link URL that the mm-hmm. only person that's allowed to pick it up, 
pick up the actual other side of that short link is the person in the in the the, the tweet itself. Bitly does something like this too. Do they? Where you can do a private link, um, and I forget what the function is for them to uh, for them to to hide that. So cause I, I've I've played with that a little bit before with um, um like if if someone you know if our download system isn't working and I don't want to give them the pure link so they know where to download the the mm-hmm. the, the video from uh, that they purchased uh, because I don't support redownloads just because my system can't do that mm-hmm. um, I'll give them a bit.ly link and say here do this since everything else has failed and timed out try this and it usually works but I want to be able to delete that bit.ly after a while so they're not able to go throw that on some message board and share the show well I could see that too if you were trying to like send your admin panel to a certain website yeah and you said hey here I created you a login and ID yeah Here's the link to the admin panel, which is typically like an IP address and all that stuff yeah. that you don't want to. Or it's your, out. or it's, or it's a hidden link under your like Sorgatron Media forward slash. Obviously, it's hopefully not SorgatronMedia.com forward slash admin, but it's going to be something underneath there. It's WordPress, so it's <laughs> close actually. But oh no, but not cPanel or anything. Yeah, no. no. <clears throat> but um, I don't know. I- interesting. I I like to see other people's thoughts on what you could. Um, uh, kind of do with a service like this. Kind of curious. Um, okay. And uh, who put the high tech cooler in here? I did. Of course you did. Well, it's interesting too because I the more and more I watched the video and the more and more I looked at links, it looks like a jawbone jam box for the speaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so it's a cooler, and it has a plug-in, so you can jam with your, your well, iPhone. Well, wait a minute. So this cooler, and the, they need to do like a 3D rotational virtual reality HTML. Is there more on here we're for go this? Back to oh, the here's 90s. the video. Okay. So so this cooler, and and I would skip oh. all this because he oh, this just he like rambles kids, for kids a while. Playing soccer. So this cooler has, I don't know if there's a car battery hidden in there or what, but. <laughs> This cooler has a, a, a hookup on the top for um, there we go. a blender. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, gear tie down. That's great. Whatever. It has the a crappy's, crappy's going to love this. Here's, wh- here's where this comes into play. I- so, so, so it has it has a, a thing for your plates. plates. It has thing for utensils. But to me, all the electronics loaded into the cooler. And here's a, I think where it starts. So. It can blend. It can recharge your devices. It has a built-in large speaker, so it can actually do any Bluetooth audio broadcasting. Um, it has a can opener, obviously. It has a little place where you can kind of put your put your phone device. You can see right there on the front. Um, I mean, the possibilities for this thing are endless. I'm interested, and I didn't listen to the whole video because it's a long video to me. Um, I don't know how long the battery lasts, but they show this thing like on the backs of boats, and they're blending margaritas. The funny part is they're handing them to these little... Well, they, what looks like margaritas, they're handing them off to these little five-year-olds on the back of the boat. But, I mean, it. this thing does everything. My question is, how much juice does it hold? for battery power and then when i take it home and have to plug this thing in to recharge it how long does that take those are the two two of the things that i didn't i didn't read enough to uh to find out or it wasn't in the actual okay. portion of the, i saw a shorter video mm-hmm. um originally uh, i'm guessing this is getting more and more um hits out there on on the internet so i'm sure they're making more and more information about it. I think it's a Kickstarter. Yeah, it's a Kickstarter video I just yeah. played. Uh, well, as far as how the Kickstarter is doing, 25,000 backers. It has made f- almost $5 million of its $50,000 goal with 45 days to go. <laughs> so wait, it made $5 million of how much? It's made $5 million over its $50,000 goal. But the, and the interesting so thing is it looks like you're doing okay. To, to build this demo unit, it's just it to me. It looks like a bunch of household parts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just brought them together. They just brought them all oh, together. We've got, we've got the right color right there. 
I gotta get crappy is, I'm, snake I'm, on this. I'm actually struggling with this one because I'm 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 actually I'm physically becoming twitchy because I really really want one. Um, and and football season starts here in a couple months, and I, I the re, the recharging time wouldn't be a big deal because generally I would need it uh, once a week. That, that's not that's not, that's not a problem. <laughs> Who does it right? Um, I mean, how how long it lasts? Uh, especially this season, Ohio State has three night games. Uh, those tend to be seven or eight hour tailgate parties. Um, so we we really need to. I'd really need to look at the the, the battery life. Um, to, to see how that's going to go, but oh my god, I want one. Right. Or you know, <laughs> so how many good. how many of those things do you think you can fit in your car? Just buy multiples and just start pulling them out. Uh, those aren't those don't look terribly large. We could we could fit several in, in the truck. That we, <laughs> you could you could be quick. blending four four drink four different drinks at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous! I want one of those so bad. Or so yeah, you guys, uh, my birthday is coming up in October. Um, I don't know when this will be available, but I'm, I, I will openly beg on the internet. I want one of those. It looks like estimated delivery date, uh, they're saying on the site, is February, unfortunately. So you're not going to get in time for this season. Sorry. Okay. Uh, we'll figure out something else, but still. still I or, still since it's household parts, maybe you can build it yourself. Mm-hmm. There's a project. There's a That's weekend true. project. I, I have a couple extra coolers lying You got okay. a couple coolers. You got most of these items already. You just okay. need a lot of duct tape, and you're good to go. And a Dremel tool. And a Dremel tool. There yeah, you go. yeah. I got all this stuff. That's <laughs> Weekend project. Let's just, make it just keep in mind. Don't run the don't run the power through the ice tray. Right. Yeah. Keep, right. keep it keep it somewhere in the insulation area. That's awesome. <laughs> but I mean, they they did a. I don't get me wrong. It's it's a lot of household parts, and it looks like they yeah. they they were understanding of it. Mm-hmm. But they they executed it extremely nicely oh yeah mm-hmm. i mean it is mm-hmm. it, it it is well put together um beautiful piece of equipment especially if you're a tailgater or like to blend <sighs> in general <laughs> <laughs> can i talk about mind reading sure so and can I you read minds jeez i didn't even put it on i got my glass down here I, where did i put it did i lose my glass is that what happened Anyways, it's somewhere around here. Uh, you know, remember last week we talked about my my uh, mod, so I have Google Glass with me mm-hmm. whenever I remember to put it on. Although the problem mm-hmm. is when I have my glasses on already, I forget that I attach glasses to these ones, and so I just end up putting them over and get confused. Um, but anyways, I saw this Bumping one stuff. called Mine RDR. That's actually what they called it. Um, but it's an open source application uh, that they're saying here bridges uh, the the Neurosky EEG biosensor and Google Glass. Wait, I'm showing the wrong video. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's try this one over here. There you go. So I mean, it, so you got this extra thing on your head, and I'll show it here in a moment if you're watching video. Um, and it actually measures the brain patterns, and there's a certain uh, degree of concentration apparently. And it kind of learns that there's a, there's a shot of the headpiece right there. So, and obviously the, you know, there were, some of the shows I was listening to talking about this was kind of making fun of it. But I really don't think this is for um, typical able-bodied people, if you know what I mean. Like I think this is a disability play. You know, I mean, certainly, uh, you know, we've talked before about a lot of the ALS uh, equipment and um, how it's using, you know, eyeball tracking and everything like that. Uh, I can see that definitely being used uh, in this case, because, I mean, there's certain some cases where, you know, Google Glass, we've seen we've seen the cases where uh, a a quadriplegic was able to to go on a camping trip with her friends because uh, the ability that uh, Google Glass gave it. Uh, This looks like it's going to bridge that last little bit of the gap uh, for the disabled. So, um, I don't know, just that futuristic face technology on top of, like, some even more futuristic technology. Like, we're really getting close to it, I think, uh, from the sounds of, of, of things that, that they're, they're tapping into that. I mean, we did, um, you know, like I said, we are talking to CMU guys that were saying that they were, you know, already working on, you know, uh, object and face recognition. So, what you're looking at, it would see. Um, you know, not so much actually tapping into the brain waves, uh, but you know, another you know, another way to to kind of do that. And, and they were showing like if you look at something and concentrate in a certain uh, way, it'll actually take the picture uh, without you doing or saying anything. So, hmm. 
but uh, it's my and if you want to look it up, it's uh, Mind RDR Mind Reader. I, I suppose they say it. Um, and just Google that real quick, and we'll we'll send a tweet out for the video and everything as well. Um, just another cool uh, kind of mod there with Google Glass. And on a less interesting note, they have a Flappy Bird clone for Google Glass. Uh, <laughs> How is it controlled? Is it nodding your head? No, it's blinking your eye, apparently. Let me pull that one up. Um, well, remember when I tried Frogger? Yeah. And we had to do this. Kept That's this. why I was asking. And, is it going like, to be like... And a... then I like, hurt myself, mm-hmm. nodding. Um, <laughs> it just blinks this time. So, And they said it was a lot easier than the original Flappy Birds. They're calling it... Jeez, uh, where was that thing they called it? But... Oh, here's the video of them playing it, so you'll be able to see the eyeball kind of... Yep. Just blinking. They can do some interesting stuff with that sensor. I I mentioned last week, like, you could now just pop on a notification just by By looking looking up at it. Although, I wasn't able to uh, recalibrate it after I attached my glasses to it as easily. So I think I kind of screwed that up. Or I might be... Actually, if I look at it, I bet I'm blocking the sensor with my frame. Actually, yeah. Because you see... The sensor is actually right there. You can kind of see a little cutout. It's and I got a nice okay. thick frame in between the sensor and my eye now. So it's probably not going to work so well. Mm. So I just killed some of the functionality by doing this. But I can always take off the zip ties if I wanted to. Versus some of the other mods I was looking now, at. You see, you get a Dremel and shave down your <laughs> frame. Yes. Uncle Crappy will get a Dremel and he'll build did a new cooler. You, did I talk about one of the other options about like 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 heat? The heat shrink stuff? Yeah, and that's used in electrical wiring and stuff like that a lot. I, I heard I, you talking about that, and I didn't see I the video. I need to send you the article. When it, what, but I, I, I don't think I had video for it. And it looked nice when it worked. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it said, okay, I've done this. Now I want to test the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and see if they still work. It's like, ah, no, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Those don't use that. a real high heat but apparently it was like not much more than a hairdryer true but apparently it's enough that they were a little worried about it considering the problems i had going out on a hot day last summer with this thing at least an early version of this thing you know i'd be a little worried about Mm -hmm. it too and i don't know what version they were testing it on it could have been one of the early like even the the zip tie thing was somebody with a first generation glass okay so now if you moved it out just a little bit would it move oh i'm sure i can the mirror i'm sure i can readjust beyond your view capability or well i i, I gotta watch because if i push out too far it's probably not going to adjust right uh so i can see it even as it is sometimes i kind of got to kind of kind of push it up you see it kind of mm-hmm. does a, a a drop there you know kind of fall into it's, my it's, it's floppy glass yeah it's, it's, floppy. <laughs> it's floppy glass there you go thing i have not tried apparently they did open up the thing on chromecast where you can show your entire android which means now you can show your glass on a TV via oh, nice. Chromecast and an Android. That's going to be cool. I, I, it probably won't be too long before you can just directly cast. You, what could you? Okay, so you, you you've had a Twitter wall, like say a podcast and stuff. What if you like had a first person view, somebody with their glass on, video going through the party and displaying it on a wall? That could be fun. Who's the company? And it, and again, I'm going to say it's maybe it's the company that makes Reflector. There's a company that's doing either an Indiegogo or a. a um, Kickstarter to do something like that where it's like real time video and pictures up onto like a photo wall and it's meant for parties so you, everybody when you think about like the, the Twitter wall with a Twitter fall mm-hmm. it would be like that but it grabs from all of the photo and video libraries there was a Google one um. with Chromecast we talked about on the show Mm-hmm. That looked like it was like it was like that where everybody could send photos to the vi- to the fo- excuse me photo wall. Mm-hmm. Um, could, and then it's actually a couple different ones. So, um, like, is it trying to get it off of everybody's feed or? It's trying to get it off of everyone's mobile device. Mobile device, but but everybody like kind of permissions into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of like what this one does. Like, you get a special link, you go in, you connect your Google and say, I want to send these pictures off my phone. Okay. So that's, But this is supposed to be almost, like, real time. Okay. So, like, as, if I walked around as I'm taking pictures, I, I don't have to do anything special. Okay. Maybe you have to take the picture in the app. I don't know. But... I've seen ones like that, whoosh. too. Uh, and actually, well, Google itself kind of does this. Mm-hmm. Where <clears throat> I take pictures, I'm uploading them to Google+, and then it says... 
Um, like the pictures I take here, like you know, guys know I take pictures of everybody, like you know, on the Instagram, sitting on the couch and stuff, and um, uh, you know, and they're all on my phone. And then I have the event for all the podcasts tonight, and then at the end of the night, I'll get it, it'll have uploaded everything, usually overnight at least, if not sooner. Um, and it asks, hey, do you want us to put your photos up? We noticed you have mm-hmm. photos from this time period where you're at the thing you were said you were going to. Do you want to put photos up to it? Um, anytime there's a hangout, same thing. Um, and mm-hmm. I always like the idea of using that. Like, maybe that's your photo wall. Kind of a kludgy way to do it, probably. Mm-hmm. But I could see, like, some of these photo wall apps kind of, like, taking off of that. So I... I have my Google Plus. I'm automatically sending my pictures up to that, um, and then we we draw that from like the event photos. So I don't know. It, it's uh, it, that's why I kind of like that event set up more than Facebook's right mm-hmm. now. So plus you can put Hangouts into it for live streams. So all right. Uh, well, uh, oh, crappy. Did you put anything in the in the doc? I didn't notice. I did not. Okay. Other than the links that you asked me to post from the SEC thing. Still considering the uh, cooler. I bet. I, considering no, uh, uh, openly weeping. I think is, is the, the awesome, uh, chill. I know you got a couple things. Let's get one of more of yours before uh, we get out of here. So, Nest, Google, Samsung Arm, and more are looking to team up to form an open smart home network standard. Somebody has to. Well, and and this is what Apple's trying to do, right, with HomeKit. Wait, so they're they're doing their own. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, wait. I I just got a headache. Um, okay, so so they're doing their open smart networking standard, and then Apple's doing their own open Apple's smart doing their something. own home kit. Okay, and then but there's other companies that re- have realized that this is a huge issue, mm-hmm. and they sell. And I think we've talked about them on this show before. They'll sell like a little hub, and that little hub can talk to Wemo and Zigbee. Mm-hmm. And X10. You know, I saw, and, and help me clear this up, because I heard them talking about how, like, Home Depot sells their version of, of the home access stuff, right. right? And then, like, Lowe's does, and then, you know, I guess Staples, AT&T does. Staples does. Yeah. I didn't know Staples Oh, I got the did. pitch on the AT&T one a, a while ago. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting, but I still don't think I don't I want to trust 3G for my uh, home security. Um, Well, that it's also backed by, like, a regular... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I, yeah, I still, you know, I still have a security system here. And oh, it really? It still lights up, and then I forget about it. And then, and like, the power goes out. I'm like, hey, what's that light? Oh, I have a security system here. And it's Is not it on. it still active? Oh, okay. I just told everybody that's not on. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like the sign in the front yard, at least. that people look in the door, and they'll see it, right? Um, right. So, so it, they're trying to create a standard, and I can completely understand why. Because everyone who's creating something right now talks its own language. People were, but they have open APIs, so people like if this then that are letting you create recipes to do certain things, so you can kind of link them together, mm-hmm. and it's being used as an interim. Some companies have created these little wireless hub, almost it almost looks like a little router in your house, okay, that plugs into your network, but it can then speak to all the different things, so you can have one interface on a device that then speaks to the hub and the hub knows that your light switch is Wemo and that power outlet over there is X10 and the light, the lights are Hue, but in this room you got the the GE ones. Can I pull out my IBM home director? You might be from able my to. 1996 <laughs> IBM computer and see if that'll patch into it, this it, thing. It might. It it just might. But so so it's a huge problem and and everyone's trying to solve it in a different way. If the, if every if all these devices just spoke with the same protocol, mm-hmm. it would make sense. But if everyone speaks the same, pro- well, it could get interesting. If everyone speaks speaks the same protocol and the, and the protocol actually works well, then you'd have all these people that could then create cool graphical user interfaces to it and, and all okay. kinds of stuff. Okay. But I find it interesting that they're doing that. Th- th- this is being talked about right on the heels of Apple saying we're going to create your and it's much like the cables, right? Like their their Apple cables, the MFI, it's made for iOS, made for iDevices. Okay. Um, anybody can write to the HomeKit standard. Mm-hmm. So you can be Wemo, you can be whoever you want to be, 
and you can be you can opt in to become MFI compliant, mm-hmm. saying that your device works extremely well with iOS. And is that when you get your made for? IPhone That's where you get logo. the little you get that logo. Um, the interesting thing will be how this works. And Microsoft's now touted, I think, as I heard something today about Windows I, capital I, lowercase O, capital T. It's going to be another Windows version that's for the Internet of Things. So, yet again, so, so we have three different, well, a whole slew of companies trying to create a standard. Microsoft creating a standard and Apple creating a standard. Guess what we're not going to have? A standard? <laughs> a unified standard? <laughs> so it'll just be a mess. So for a couple, I, at least a couple more years. So I should wait. Well, it's gonna. It, it, it'll be like DVD versus or um, Blu-ray versus, Blu-ray HD, versus DVD. HD DVD. Well, yeah. Wow! I think <laughs> who's I, gonna win? I think I heard somebody else make the same comparison. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure. Or or it'll and hopefully it'll be as quick as that. I yeah. mean, Betamax and VHS kind of took a long time. Mm-hmm. The the DVD H, HD or the HD DVD and Blu-ray seemed to, to me went by very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one person burned by the HD DVDs. I actually one person that bought that add-on for his Xbox 360 bought a couple of them. Ouch! I actually almost probably about two years ago. I can't remember if it was it. Um, the exchange, the video game, the mm-hmm, exchange. Mm-hmm. They had the Xbox 360 HD DVD player with like thirty videos for forty bucks. Why I'm not? Like, Why not? It was, and it was like I got these movies. Born, right? It was like all the Born movies. Yeah. Like it was a bunch okay. of cool stuff. It's still like, HD. That would not be bad. There was somebody the Facebook. Uh, I think they were at Goodwill, and there was just this giant, like, like probably like fifteen HD DVDs there. Hey, why not? It's, yeah, it's like it's like VHSs and HD DVDs. <laughs> right, right, right under the or right above the laser discs. Right above the laser disc. I've not seen a laser disc there. Well, something in the laser disc they didn't last. the The laser disc quality, the quality of the disc degraded. Oh no way! Over a short period of time, we had a laser disc in my school. Like you had to buy like the THX certified, mm-hmm. like expensive collectible edition of a laser disc if you wanted mm-hmm. it to last more than like I think ten years I, or something. I, we had some kind of undersea explorer something or other, <laughs> and it was one of those like interactive DVD things. And you remember how bad the interactive DVDs were? Mm-hmm. That's how bad this was. And if you didn't have the high-tech Laserdisc player, you got halfway through and had to flip the disc. <laughs> and it's like a record. It was basically a vinyl record-sized yeah. thing. Was that crappy? It was. It was. Well, and the kicker was you had to flip the disc, so you, you had the chance of scra- easily scratching both sides of the disc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the good old days. I don't think they were even HD. Like, no, they didn't have HD TVs or anything then. So, I don't think so. Like they were maybe DVD quality, maybe four eight four eighty p. Well, yeah, basically, right? <laughs> wow, I'm still enjoying some progressive scan four eighty uh, up in the office. I got a nice TV up there, nice boxy TV up there. Guys, this has been your awesome cast. Thank you, Uncle Crappy Mike Pound for joining us at Uncle Crappy Uncle Cracky Crap. Excuse me. Uncle, Uncle Crappy? Crappy.com. Crappity, crappity, whatever, crap, crappity. Thank you. <laughs> Always happy to be here. <laughs> awesome. Hopefully one day we'll be able to talk about the things you do again. I, I, I suspect we will. All right. Chilla's at Chilla on the Twitters. That's me, and I can be found here on the Awesome Cast. That's right. Um, a real quick mention: I'm at Sorgatron at MikeSorgatron.com, SorgatronMedia.com, of course. Um, oh, I did an interesting thing. Uh, Sorgatron.com is my blog. Um, I have not been blogging so much as the weird things that I share on Google Plus. I embed into my blog and call it a day. Go over there at Sorgatron.com. Uh, I've been talking about some of the Google Hangout stuff we've been doing at my Monday job. 
uh, and just kind of a breakdown of how that's been working out, some pictures and stuff included. Uh, so go check that out, kind of see what I'm doing actually using this stuff for in a, in a day job kind of situation. Um, and there was something else I want to plug. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarehouse, July 19th is, we mentioned last week, if you're interested in checking out their basement, I think it's the one where they put you under a hood. That, I think I would have a problem with that. I was, you know, I was. When they don't, you don't know what they're going to do to you. They put you under a hood. You sign a waiver. You sign a waiver. You could crawl around. You have to make sure you're physically abled, et cetera, et cetera. There is a great interview with, I can't remember her name. Brunchberg is a great podcast and some great interviews on there. But the character actor that that and also some stuff, I think, with Bricolage, like a lot of that kind of. Uh, what's the name of it? Open, like open theater kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Bricolage is a cool place to go for their their like it's kind of like a throwback radio show. The midnight radio the stuff. Midnight radio yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've been wanting really to check that out. I, I was there once for a Google talk. Okay. Um, so not an actual theater, but I got to see the layout and everything. And yeah. I, I was I, I kind of want to get down there for one of those. I don't theater too much. Midnight, midnight theater is unlike any other theater. Yeah. You've oh, yeah. ever seen it? Don't take great your kids. Thing. Don't take your kids. Don't take your kids. There's a kids version though. There is. A, there yes, is, there when is they a kids did, version. When Halloween comes around, they do one that's like yeah. all superheroes. Yeah, there's a superhero and, one. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like fun. We used, but to, the, but we used to plug them all the time when we did on song. So I think right. we, I think we may have interviewed somebody from Bricolage as well. Uh, so that, that's why what really caught my interest in it. So, uh, so with that, guys, it's Awesome Cast. You can check us out at awesomecast.com, Awesome Cast on the Twitters, on the Facebooks, on the Google Plus. Talk with us about tech, share stuff with us like Juggalo John this day, week did as well. Um, check out other things we shared through the week that we didn't get to talk about. If you want to see about the guy that's re- reverse engineering Prodigy to be open source, Prodigy, cool. yes. Um, great article from the Atlantic called Where Online Services Go When They Die. Um, you can also check us out here live on Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time at live.sorgatronmedia.com. Big thanks to Mike Allen. Back on the ones and twos, the Twitters and the show notes, that is. Uh, helping us out and getting people to find the show all night long. Thanks a bunch for that. Check him out. Mike Allen PR, I believe, is still his Twitter. Uh, if he changed that in the notes, I don't have that in front of me. We'll fix that. Um, you can also find me at John Chichilla on the MySpace. <laughs> I just upgraded to the new version. <laughs> you know, I've been going to the MySpace <laughs> to get Throwback Thursdays lately. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, and, of course, you're going to San Diego Comic-Con next week. I'm not going. You're but not it, going. It is going on. It is going on. I went to WizardCon in Philly, which was awesome. Next week, I'll be going to the Gathering of the Juggalos with Dutters. And some friends from Scarehouse. Is it? Will this show be going on? Uh, yes. Okay. Because cool. uh, I don't know the plan, but it starts Wednesday. Ah. So it's in Columbus. So I have a feeling I'm not sleeping Tuesday night, so I can get the show out. It's, it's Columbus is three hours. It's easy. Yeah. No I mean, but I don't know when we're going. You know, it could it could be. I don't know if we're getting in there in time for the concerts, or we just going the next day. What's what's going to happen that day? So hopefully, I'll know that by the end of the week. Um, so with that, and of course, check us out YouTube, iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, audio, video formats, whatever's easiest for you. And please check out our Patreon at patreoncom slash Awesome cast. Thank you. Uh, thank you to our awesome guests, Uncle Krabby, chilling in studio. Our awesome chat room that's been trolling us all night. And you've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. Yay.